Hello, and welcome to Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton. The small towns and communities of Cleveland County, North Carolina have long been a hotbed of music in all its many forms. Several Cleveland County musicians have found commercial success and critical acclaim in the music industry. Yeah, everybody knows the Earl Scruggs, Don Gibson, Patty Loveless, and Alicia Bridges are from Cleveland County. Donald Byrd, too. So this is not a podcast about them. This is a podcast about the musicians who are still here to keep music alive here. This is the stories, and you need to know them and know the people who are making the music. This is not, this is not your normal podcast. You just heard Nikhail Wallace with What's the Weather Like? Well, the weather was like a summer thunderstorm when he invited me to his home for our interview. Nevertheless, it was dry inside, so uh, we had ourselves a ball. Listen to his story. Today on Big Sound Small Town, my guest is the ever-in-demand A-list drummer, Nikhail Wallace. Welcome to the show. Uh, good to be here, man. All right. Now, you're playing with a lot of bands now. You got yourself a pretty much in-demand drummer. Oh, man. It's a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I, I never thought I'd be, uh, be playing drums as much as I am. I am now, but I've been... I've been working towards it, and uh, yeah, I'm, like I say, it's just a blessing that people think about me whenever they want a drummer. So how did they ever find you to do that? Man, I, <laughs> I don't know. I've gotten a, it's kind of how this podcast started. You know, somebody finds out about me, and I'll get Facebook messages, right? or somebody will call me out the blue. Uh, the other day I had, a, or not the other day, but a couple of months ago, I had somebody that called me wanted me to play for them and they were recommend they I got recommended to them by somebody who was in a band that we opened up for 
10 years ago. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, I mean, that's and they, they remember me from like 10 years ago. So, it's, it's crazy well, how that. I mean, that's kind of how I came across you as my band would be playing somewhere. And I would walk by. I think I heard you at the Dragonfly the first time. Oh, cool. And it was like, whoa, you know, this is not your normal drummer. This oh, is not man. the, you know, <laughs> we're playing something totally different here. Of course, you were playing with a totally different style of music than, than you get to hear here yeah, a lot, too. Yeah. So uh, so that's what, you know, started me towards you is, is that oh, you're man. a different drummer than what I hear all the time. Awesome, awesome. But how did you get there? Man, it uh, it has to be my dad. My dad, uh, I grew up listening. My dad's a huge Stevie Wonder nut, That's and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, was, I love thing. Stevie yeah. Wonder, man. Yeah, yeah. Stevie, and uh, there, there's there's uh, three records that he got me on to. Uh, Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions, yeah. and then he was a huge fan of uh, Chick Corea and Return to Forever. Uh, oh yeah, Light as a Feather. Yeah. It's correct, and, great uh, record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a great record. Yeah, oh man, I love it. I can sing every melody on that thing. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's great. That's and, great. Uh, yeah, and out of that, when I when I found out about Chick Corea's Light as a Feather, that turned me on to then the uh, Romantic Warrior album. Okay. And then Stanley Clark's School Days. Oh, and then, yeah, being a bass player, I know I mean, you know about oh, that. Oh, I know, I know all of those. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if you're going to start somewhere for a for a musical education, to yeah. just have that running in your head yeah. before you even know really about music, yeah, that's great, yeah. great yeah. foundation. Yeah. So I mean, now now I kind of jumped the gun. I, I got those records when I was in high school, but I had been playing. I started playing when I was ten, officially, and uh, got started at the church. My dad was the minister of music, and uh, the the preacher's son at the time was playing drums he didn't really want to play the drums but you know his dad well, his said get up get up there yeah, play the drums so i i took interest in it and he showed me my first little drum beat and as soon as i was good enough to kind of keep a beat with the song he boogied on and uh <laughs> and i was the drummer so uh yeah so that's why i started playing in church and i did that for uh the first few years. Well, now I'm thinking that that taught you to put emphasis and build and build uh, how to how to build up a song and take yeah, it down and build yeah. it up from the church. Oh man! Well, well, you know, it, it was complete. It, it's not the church uh, sound that you might be thinking of. My dad is a singer songwriter, and okay. uh, he played all his original stuff. Oh, uh, okay. and, and then uh, which is more jazz, and, right. and I mean the stuff that I just mentioned right. is it, influenced by that heavily, and. Uh, so, so it wasn't the traditional, you know, gospel music right. or anything like that. And uh, man, it was it was pitiful at the beginning. When I first started, I uh, I used my floor time as a bass drum because I didn't have the coordination oh, yeah, for, to, to, for my feet. So I played the bass drum part on, on the floor time, then I hit the snare on two and four. So. I'm thinking I'm thinking we're seeing how this style developed right yeah. here. Oh man, so so this this funny. So I did that. Did you do that with sticks or did you? Use I did it with sticks. Yeah. Okay. So I, I played the bass drum with my right hand. What a mallet. No, no, I just had a <laughs> I had a. Uh, a red plastic tip drumstick. <laughs> but yeah. But uh so I, I did that for a couple of years. Were, they, were these on a church drum set? Yeah, was, yeah. The yeah. The, oh, yeah, the church drum set. And I didn't have a drum set for for the first couple of years. I just played at church. And uh yeah, one day my dad for my twelfth twelfth birthday, he uh 
I came home from church one day and there was this big truck in the in the driveway. I was like, what's going on? And a guy from I think it was a uh, man, there was a music store that's right there. It used to be Pegram's Insurance and stuff right there on 74 across from Blanton Cars. Oh yeah. Yeah, there used to be a music it's like yeah. Cleveland Music or something yeah, yeah, back well, back then. Yeah. yeah. And um Paget uh Roger Paget. Roger Paget was in that truck. <laughs> and, and, and opened it up and pulled out this black Mapex drum set. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh man, I was I flipped out, man. I played that set for hours when, when once oh, my I'm dad sure. got it and set it up. And my mom was a saint. She just listened and grinned and bared it. Yeah, but, I uh, think uh, not that your family's not hooked up and going to heaven, but you know, yeah. uh, the parents of a drummer, no, they're going to get to go to heaven because of all the, <laughs> yeah, you know, they get a free pass. Yeah, no man, what else no, I put a truth, boy. <laughs> but, That's funny. Yeah, they're going to give you a free one. They they get yeah. in free. They have to yeah, live with the drummer man. learning. Learning for sure. For the only sure. thing worse than a drummer learning is a violinist. Oh, just screeching oh, all the yeah. I can say it because. I did it, you know. And, and knowing me, I'll probably have a kid that plays the violin just for <laughs> for, for payback. This <laughs> probably, probably. Oh man. So so all right, so you were just drumming in the church at this time. Yeah, yeah. Did you were you taking lessons yet or learning? Anything? Not yet. But but around that time that I got the drum set, maybe six months or so later, um my dad uh well, Alan Kievery, we've talked about him yeah. before, and Alan uh, worked with my dad, and my dad found out that he played drums, so he told him, he's like, hey, come over and, and show my son a few things uh, whenever you get a chance, and he'd come over to the house once a week. And What yeah. kind of basic stuff? I mean, did he just show you basic stuff? Oh, yeah, just, he just basic. He didn't show paradiddles and stuff, did he? Well, I mean, the, so, not paradiddles specifically, but, but things like a... a Taught me how to play my first double stroke okay, roll, right, yeah. and, and uh, just just grooves, different grooves, the grooves and then, yeah, yeah. And, and different drum fills that I could uh, that yeah, I could play around, you know, just just help me, and it was an encouragement more than anything, you know, just being, yeah. I, I was hungry to be around drummers, you know, right. and everybody, That's how you learn, yeah, yeah, better drummers than yourself, yeah, I yeah, mean. for sure. I guess the feet were working at this point. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I, I was able to. I, I, I could play. I could play a kick pattern to keep my hi hat going at the same time. But by then, yeah. But uh, yeah, he showed it. Showed me those those grooves, and uh, you know, again, I, I can't remember specifically, you know, lessons other than like maybe you know he showed me like those John Bonham triplets and oh, stuff yeah. like that. I remember that, yeah. but. Uh, more so, what I remember from then is just being inspired by being around. Yeah, I, you know. Well, I mean, I, I guess at that at that point you weren't learning anything about pockets or or anything. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so, were you playing with anybody else, or just still at the church? It, it was just still at the church, and uh, about that time, uh, one a a uh, a guy at the church. Uh, his son is actually J.T. Fitch. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, I know J.T. Yeah, J.T., yeah. his father, uh, I went to church with him. And uh, his father, J.T. was playing the drums at the time. And his father, was a drummer Yeah, yeah, too. he was a drummer. And uh, his father got him a Burning for Buddy tape. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Rich. Buddy Rich, yeah. And uh, he made me a copy of that tape. 
because he knew I was a drummer. And that's when I first saw Omar Hakim okay. for the first time. He played a song called Slow Funk on there. And that's when I decided I wanted to be a drummer because Omar Hakim is my favorite drummer. Uh, and I, you probably, I know you probably heard oh, of his yeah. thing, oh, yeah. Weather Report oh, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. A fine drummer. I'm yeah, serious. oh, man, yeah. man. Just, and, a, and a very underrated drummer. I don't think yeah. he gets nearly the credit he Oh, man, to. me either. I, I think, you know, people are, are more, you know, they're, they're into the speed and stuff they like are. a Dennis Chambers yeah. or, you know. Yeah. But he's just, I mean, he's so smooth. Well, he's it. smooth and he's hes just so solid. I mean, he's got that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does. I yeah, see. and if you watch him, everything's easy. I mean, just, just the motion. I think that's what got me more than anything was just watching him. And at the time, he had these dreads and just everything was just so effort, effortless. Yeah. And, and uh, I was like, man, I want to be like that. When I, you know, and. and yeah. That that's what made me decide I wanted to decide I wanted to be a drummer. Now now, when did you get into did you did you take drums in school at any point? Well, I, I did. Well, to answer that, I, I'll back up just okay. a little bit. I had those lessons with Alan for a while, and uh, in between, I uh, my dad bought me these DCI videotapes i and i still if you want to see it maybe afterwards <laughs> I, down in my basement i've had over the years i've bought close to three thousand dollars worth of drum tapes and and, DVD. and tape th those were my my main teachers, teachers yeah you know oh, yeah. and uh listen listening to music so i just all kinds of instructional tapes and dvds i bought so that's what carried me through my teachers i know you asked about teachers. i took drums with alan for about a year and then it was all tapes and, and, and DVDs until I graduated high school. Well, I mean, and, and actually, seemingly no matter what instrument you play, mm -hmm. that's how you learn it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of sitting in your room, listening, picking it up any way yeah, you can. Yeah. You know, I mean, doesn't matter the instrument. You got to stay down there and woodshed and do it. For sure, for sure. Develop your ear, develop, yep. you know, and that develops your style. You know, it, it does. It, a lot of different influences, and finally it comes together, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, that's what the, you are what you eat, and that's, that's a, true. A, a, a true statement. But to, to the marching band, I, I started playing, mar uh, I started marching band when I was in 10th grade. Okay. Because uh, I didn't go traditionally through, because I tried to get in the band when I was in 6th grade. I wanted to play the saxophone. Oh. But they were going to put me on clarinet, and that was a that that was a lame instrument to me. So I was like, man, if I can't play the the saxophone, then I'm just not going to do it. So I, I so I, I didn't do the band, and and I got a I got heavy in the drums after that, and uh, the end of my ninth grade year, I was like, man, I want to be in the band and play. So uh, I went to the band director at the end of my ninth grade year, and I was like, I want to audition to be in the drum in the drum line i know my rudiments and uh you know yeah. I, can, I can read a little bit of music yeah. you know and uh john mode i don't know if you uh, know john oh. mode was the band director at the time okay. and uh he auditioned me and uh i played my single strokes and doubles and paradiddles yeah. for him and uh he's like hey yeah you know you know you, you know your stuff so uh i'll let you in the band so i started from 10th uh 10th grade to senior year and that uh that was a huge huge uh blessing 
because uh, from being a part of that, I was uh, I learned how to really read music, right. and then it opened up the door to theater, and I was I played the pit in the pit for uh, oh yeah all the all the plays so you that would came get to through. play a full kit for that. Yeah, yeah. Did you play. did you did you like they do sometimes? Did you? At times, get to play a full kit with the marching band. I did, I did. Okay. We did a we did a weather report. Uh, no way. A show. Really. And I played drum set for that. And, and Shelby always, up until uh, a few years ago, had uh, they pitted the uh, the drum line. Oh, the drum okay. line didn't march. Right. So so we were in some kind of formation in the middle of the field, stationary. And uh, so that allowed us to be to you know we we lacked the uh, the. The visual effect, right. but but we gained in the musical component because we we always had the hardest uh, uh, drum music right. of all because we were sitting there and we were right. we were really uh, able. That to, is really cool. Yeah, it? that is really cool. Yeah, so all that to say that one year we uh, we played uh, and had a drum set set up there and I played drum set. For I wondered if it was just straight up marching with the snare. Yeah, yeah, that's good though. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. And I got to move around though. Um, I didn't. I played drum set during the show, and then I moved from drum set to timpani. Oh yeah. And then I played snare drum, and you know. So that would be like on all the all the plays they did. Mm. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, so, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, so it made me really versatile. And uh, now I'm seeing where all this is coming. Yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing a picture. I'm getting yeah. to see a bigger picture. Yeah, and. and, and Talking about being in demand, I'm guessing, you know, one thing led after another because as a result of being in the marching band and playing the drums, I was uh, introduced to Andy Roby, who was for the longest time the minister of music at First Baptist Church. Okay. And the the drummer, who was, I mean, he lives in L.A. now, um, Trip Beam. Uh, he who plays with Moby is another Shelby uh, right. Shelby guy that that went on to uh, yeah, to do some yes, really is. good things, but um, Trip Beam was the drummer for First Baptist Church. Oh, and I have to tell this story because ninth tenth grade I was uh, I was playing or I went to First Baptist Church and they did a a musical with the Brooklyn Tabernacle uh, choir music. Yeah. And Tripp was playing the, the drums for that. And I sat there and I was like, man, I want to do that. I want to play that type of stuff right. for, for uh, and, and do that type of, of music. And uh, fast forward back to where we were, Andy, who was the minister of music at First Baptist, asked me to play drums for First Baptist when Tripp left to go to, co to college. Right. So I replaced him and uh, a few years later ended up playing that same musical oh, again what you, what you, oh, in the great. same spot that, uh, you know, and I, I was able to uh, look up in the balcony where I sat as I'm now playing the drums for that same. It, it was really I mean, cool. I guess that was one circle. of the early highlights of your it, life. It was, it was, life. man. It almost brought a tear to my eye just how, you know, yeah, I, I longed to do that for a long time, and then I ended up getting to do it. So it was really, it was really. So that's cool. how hard work pays off. Yeah, yeah, but at, and a lot and, of it's networking or knowing people. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you know, Andy was the uh, was the president of the Booster Club for the band at Shelby High. Okay. Because his daughter was uh, on the drum line with me. She played mallets. Her okay. name is Rachel, and uh, yeah. 
He asked me if I play drums for First Baptist, and I'm still there right now. This is still 15 there? years later. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so so I, I started there, and through that, you know, I've, I've gotten to... Uh, then when did you start playing out? Playing out? Man, I'm trying to think. I mean, did somebody it come was, and say... You want to put together a band, or did they come and say, no, we no. need a drummer? Is that? No, that, that, um, that's weird. I'm trying to think. And, and Do you even remember who the first person you went out in? A, it, it, was, it was my dad. It, that, I mean, everything was kind of kept in, you know, right. in there close. If it wasn't at church, it was with my dad. Right. And uh, I think if I, because that's a good question, because I'm like, man, it kind of just like so evolved so fluidly that I can't really even remember how it started but I think I, I know I was playing at church and uh, one of the uh, guys that went to church was friends with a guy named Matt McKinnish who was the leader of a band called Calm and Collective and uh, he, he called me up and he said uh Man, my buddy Mike needs a drummer. The the drummer uh, left the band, and I recommended you and gave him your number. So I was like, "Well, cool." So uh, he called me up uh, about a week later, and I auditioned kind of and got the gig. And yeah, so I played in Common Collective for about a year, and that was uh, that was, was that totally different than than playing. Or was it, you know, was it different from your other gigs? I mean, was that a, what did I put myself in, a band, which is different than, different than playing at church or with the people that you know well, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it was, uh, musically it wasn't. Right. Because the type of stuff that they were doing, and I was fortunate enough to, uh, the bass player at the time, John Guariello, is a huge jazz buff, and I was too. Right. So we kind of clicked right then and there. Yeah. So I mean, and, and we all, you know, we came from the same headspace. So it didn't take anything for us to kind of yeah, work together. So that band, you know, I'm a firm believer that you know, the band goes as the bass and drummer goes. It does. You I, you don't listen. You, you can, listen to that, Kevin Bridges. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah. If you can have a phenomenal guitar player, phenomenal singer. Phenomenal everything, but if your drums and bass are are, are subpar, the whole band is I subpar. Agree. I you agree. know, and and the converse is true too. You can have mediocre, you know, everything else, and if you have a killer drummer and bass player, it, I mean, it carries the whole thing. It does. Thing. I, I totally yeah. agree. I yeah. Mean, of course, we're drummers and bass yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. But, but still, I mean, it is the foundation. If it you, is. If you take it. <clears throat> I like to take stuff back to New Orleans where yeah. that's the whole basis of everything there. For sure. I mean, you've got the whole jazz that came out of there. Yeah. But break it down, it's the bass and drum. It is. And I mean, you know, the bass it could usually be a holds the bass. root. I mean, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't have to be a, a upright or an electric bass. Yeah. It could be a tuba, but yeah. it's still the bass. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's a horn section, it yeah, could be. Yeah, that low end. And, low and end. I mean, the low end. It, it, it usually outlines the chord. If you yeah. don't get the chord right, the chord is not right. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, and, and and with the drums, that's the energy. It is. You know, and, and and usually you can play a set of chords and you don't know what style it is until right. the drummer comes in. The drummer yeah. dictates, you know, they do. whether it's the rock song or a jazz song sure. or, you know. 
True. So, I mean, those two things are foundational. So, that's, uh, yeah, you know, people don't really realize that. Yeah. Like when people come hear a band, and two, the two people they really, they know, they don't know the bass player. Yeah. They don't know the drummer, but they'll yeah. know the front man For on sure. the guitarist. But yeah. they're kind of an afterthought. Yeah, oh, I yeah, equated that band, yeah. man. I equate it to the offensive line. If if uh, in football, you know, if they do their job right, the quarterback gets all the shots. Looks good. And and, and and you'll never think about them. Oh. But if if they do, they're probably the most important thing on that True. field because if they don't block for that quarterback, he's gonna it get don't hurt. Matter how much <laughs> yeah, talent. Yeah. And, yeah. And and that's my deal. I've been a songwriter, and one of my things is I don't care how good you sing. If you don't have a good song, yeah, you got no, a pretty voice, yeah. but you don't have anything. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. And a lot of yeah. people have pretty voices, but they yeah. don't have a good song. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you wonder why. Yeah, so-and-so can sing, so how come they never had a hit? Because they never had a good song. Yeah, yeah, man. Same way with the band. You know, sure. you look at, well, you look at famous, successful bands. The ba it don't matter the genre of music. Mm -hmm. Bass player and drums. Yeah. Well, you'll even take it to what sample the most of, of anything. Oh, man. You know? Jabbo Starks. And, and, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, uh, oh, my God, my, my brain has left me. Yeah. Clyde Stubblefield. There Clyde we go. Stubblefield, Clyde Stubblefield. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with James Brown, yeah, exactly. man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's probably the most sampled. Yeah. Not just, not just drum, but the most sampled uh, yeah. musical instrument of any type. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean... I mean, and a lot, there's a lot of bass lines that are sampled. However, you can take a sync and, and do them and not really have to, to sample yeah. them so much. Yeah, man. And uh, I mean, I know we're veering off, but just, just thinking about that, my favorite music, popular music, are ones, if you know, like the 70s, 60s, and 70s, and maybe early 80s. They wrote line, they wrote whole songs around the bass line, and they those did. are the funkiest songs. Oh. You know. Oh, well, and, and, and those are the... That was Nikao playing drums on Answer, and he had a lot of answers to a lot of questions.
Yeah, okay, we're back. We're back with part two here. We're not even sure where we stopped it. It doesn't matter, though. It's our podcast, so we're going to pick it up and talk about something. Yeah, man. Right. So, uh, I guess we were, we were talking, kind of got sidetracked, but uh, we were talking about uh, the band Common Collective. I started that. That was my first, I think that was my first time playing out with anybody other than my my dad or church or school. <clears throat> so, uh, but yeah, I did that. And uh, I say linked up really good with the bass player, John Gloriello. And, uh, you know, musically that was, uh, it, it fell right into place, you know. What, what style of music were you playing then? Man, we were doing, uh, doing a lot of covers from uh, bands like Sublime, Oh, and yeah. uh, uh okay. that had to yeah, be different. yeah, yeah. I mean, that has that kind of like reggae-ish right, kind of thing. Yeah, reggae-ish. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we did that, and uh, all the way to like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, we, yeah. we we kind we kind of mixed it in, and, and uh, I'm trying to remember some certain. I mean, we did "Use Me" by Bill Withers. So oh, yeah. so we uh. So I mean, great we, we, we pretty yeah, that's an awesome. Song. Yeah, that's a great song. But, Drum part in that is big yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, that's how oh, the song kicks. Man. I mean, that's yeah, yeah that's, that's a prime example yeah, of the drum man. part. That that drum part is killer. And then it kissing is. my love is another. Oh yes, yeah, another. Oh yeah, man, I agree. but uh, but yeah, we we do all that kind of stuff, and uh, that was my first time playing, you know, the bar scene. So I, I guess you know, and, and I don't think that Did was you really, like that. It, it, was, uh, it was exciting. Yeah. It was different, wasn't it? I, I, was, I was so into playing music. I didn't, because, I mean, the, the, the whole scene didn't really, I could take it or leave it. Right. You know, and, and I still, you know, that, that whole scene is not really, the older I get to, I guess I, I teeter on the side of leaving it and taking it. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I don't, the, the atmosphere of it is not, you know. But I mean, not my cup of tea, but I, I'm playing music. So. Exactly, and that's, so that's, that's a, yeah. been the way it is for me. In fact, most places I play, I'm in bed if I'm not playing before, yeah. before I even yeah. go on. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you have to pay me to stay awake. That, that's <laughs> it, man. That's yeah. it. You know? That is it. I play for free. Yeah. So pay yeah. me to sit up and tear and down. Break that crap. Yeah, yeah. break that crap down. Yeah. Boy, that, that's the rest, rest of it, we'll play for free. Yeah. What, yeah. Do, they say? what do they say? Musicians, the only person that'll put uh, uh, a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment in a in a five hundred dollar car and drive for fifty dollars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's so true. But that's that's kind of the the curse of being a musician. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it uh it can be a, a, a thankless task. It can be. For for uh for a lot of people, you know, the uh, and a lot of uh Man, they they want to pay you an exposure. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I, I had a buddy, man, Mickey Flo- Mickey Floyd. I don't know if you're the Floyd brothers, but yeah, uh, I remember. Yeah, 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 man. He said, "Man, this this lady called me up and they said, you know, we can't pay you, but you'll get tons of exposure." And he said, uh, "Man, if I wanted exposure, I'd go out to the court square, uh, square and drop my drawers down." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This. No one wants to pay the musicians. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, not only that, you're the hired help too. Yeah, you, yeah. You play someplace, 
and everybody's eating something yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you're done, they don't want you to stick around. Oh, yeah. You got to load in through the, through the, the oh, yeah, kitchen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that's I don't know how many greasy floors oh, I've yeah, stepped me on. too. It was slipping and sliding through. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Plus, people want you there. You're trying to get out of there, and people want to talk. So, no, yeah. man, I just want to go home. Yeah, yeah, the Music's done. Yeah, but, well, man. that's the same thing, people. You can be dead tired. I don't really want to get it, but once you're on stage, yeah, it's, and I, it's energy. You hit that first note, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's the world's a different place. For sure, for sure. And getting lost in that. All right, take us yeah. on this journey. Oh man, so I did that for a few years, and that kind of transitioned me into uh, into my next band, which was. Um, which kind of coincided because the bass player I was telling you about, right. we kind of uh, saw the handwriting on the wall. Common Collective right. was starting to to, yeah, like to all dwindle. Bands. Yeah, bands have their, yeah, yeah. They, they run their course. Yeah. So we started since we're big jazz nuts. We started a band called Melodious Earth, and uh, which the whole goal of that we we're going to get together and we we're going to play all these jazz songs right. that we loved, and. Uh, I've always been so blessed and fortunate because I've kept busy playing jazz music around this area, which is not That's because you know, you're the only jazz drummer <laughs> around here. Oh, man. Hey, I guess you don't take it. I mean, there's a truth to it, but yeah. but you're also you, you can do it. Yeah, you me, get the and job I think uh, Mark Cole over yeah. at uh, at Gardner Webb, and I think between us there. In this area, I don't know of any other jazz drummers. There's not a lot of jazz but, players here, period. Yeah, of yeah. Any style. I mean, any yeah. instrument. Yeah, for Horn sure. Horn players are disappearing. Man, that's and that's my dream, man. That, that, on the on the bucket list, I want to play in a tower power type band. Me too. Me or, or, or something like like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Something with a screaming horn section. Ah, me too. I yeah, love yeah. a horn section. Yeah, man. man. But but those are non-existent. Oh, for sure, man. And, I mean, I mean, can you find? Other than guitars, can you find other jazz players to play with around here? No, I mean not here. You got to go. I know some cats in Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean Derek. Around, Derek is it here? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and that's uh. Used to around here, they were horn players. Yeah. Used to, there were some some keyboardists. Ray, yeah. Ray being there, one. There was a, and I played with him for for a little bit, uh, a few gigs with uh, Calvin Edwards. Oh yeah, Calvin, Calvin Edwards. Yeah, but now he out. lives he lives out towards Charlotte. Yeah, now he he's does. not even. He does. Yeah. Even here anymore. Yeah, Calvin's one. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Calvin. Yeah, and uh, then another guy that I wonder if he's from here, Fitz. Um, Fitzgerald. Oh, uh, oh I know, uh, I know, uh, John. Nick, uh, yeah, is it John? Yeah, John Fitzgerald. Yeah, McGill. McGill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's in the. I don't know if he's from Shelby or not. I think he is but, from uh, Shelby. But yeah. I think he lives in South Carolina now. I think he does. But uh, but yeah, he uh, he could do. But I mean, there's not many, and especially yeah. jazz bass players. Man, that is yeah. hardest thing to find. And and they're all electric players now too. You don't yeah. find you don't find the upright guys yeah. anymore. You know they they pretty well disappeared. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's man. a different it's a different style too. I mean, the the upright jazz players play a different really a different style than the electric yeah. ones. I mean, you're looking more weather report Jocko yeah, stuff as yeah. opposed to um, uh, Charlie Mingus or something. You know, yeah. I mean, you're looking yeah. at two different 
two two totally different animals, really. Yeah, yeah. And that was what was cool, getting back to that Melodious Earth thing about John Goriello is that he played electric and upright. Yeah, that's good. And, and uh, kind, yeah. kind of a whole, you know, John Patitucci yeah, 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 or, yeah. or Stanley Clark type, right, exactly. type vibe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's really cool playing with the, yeah. with the guy like that. Well, then you got, again, at some point you go back to playing more uh, we'll call Cleveland County traditional music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, for a while, I, I was playing, keeping fairly busy playing just, just jazz, jazz with the Melodious Earth. We got yeah. in with, uh, you know, doing, um, doing, um, oh, come on, like, like swanky little events. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. banquets right. and stuff like that. Well, there's a good job. Yeah, right? yeah. Money's yeah. good in, in the, in the, Places you play are, are, are more upscale. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I, I, I forgot during that time, about the same time that I was playing with Common Collective, I also got uh, asked to play with a Christian, contemporary Christian rock group oh, called okay. Tower of Mercy because uh, the, the bass player that was at uh, First Baptist when right. I first started had a group and okay. I was playing with them. So so that that was during that time. Is that one of those things they call a praise band these days? Or it's yeah, not it, so it, 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 I mean we were doing the praise band is doing the same type of music that we were that doing, we were doing. Yeah. But we were you know we were able you know I did a few gigs a month with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, playing at different churches right. and things like that. So at, at that time it kind of all fell in place you know there toward the end of Common Collective. I was in Common Collective, Tower of Mercy, and Just and like you are, just like yeah, you yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I don't know how, thank God, even to this day, I've been able to juggle several bands and very few conflicts. That's good. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know how that <laughs> how that's happened. You're just a blessed person. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you but, got a pretty easy going demeanor, so, I mean, you know, it, it, it looks like that... Uh, Stuff just flows for you. Oh, oh man, I guess. Yeah, that that's that's a a, a blessing and a curse, I guess, because my girlfriend Sheila, sometimes she'd be like, uh, "Man, you don't get mad at anything," or or, or I, I'm usually just a even, even kill. That's you know. a good way to be. I mean, that's yeah. an excellent way to be. Yeah. So, so, well, you know, we're um. We're, we're to the point. Okay, what you're doing these days. Tell me all uh -huh. about that. Tell okay. Me, tell me, because you got so, uh, several things going on now. Yeah, I guess, and, and I'll start maybe about seven years ago, I got a call to be in a band called Southern Experience. Okay. And uh, it was an awesome band. that, that uh, And we uh, that's where I really started getting known, I guess, because this band... We uh, we started doing. I mean, toward the last three years that I was with that band, we did over a hundred shows a year. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. And uh, you know, and we got to open up for different folks. We played from Los Angeles, Birmingham, right, or, or Alabama. Um, Atlanta. I mean, we we traveled Travel. I mean, mo mostly mostly North and South Carolina, but I mean, we we did some stuff, and. and just met a whole bunch of bunch of different people and and 
shared the the stage or co-build with a whole bunch of different bands. So you know, just just network, network, network. So yeah, that uh when when we disbanded back uh, two years ago, uh, it was crazy. It was like word traveled, Southern Experience knocked together, and my inbox blew up. Oh, that's good. And uh, so I, I started uh. But well, first I took about two months off, two or three months, because I, I was starting to get burned out. Because oh, yeah. I, I was playing so much, and I was missing everything. You know, missing yeah. missing yeah. birthday oh, yeah. parties, missing missing you know all, all kinds do. of stuff. You know, so I, I was ready for for a little bit just to uh, kind of take a break. Yeah. I, I teach students over at Shelby Music what? Center, so that's that's uh. I just did that for a little bit, and then you know started started picking up. You know, people started calling me, and then you know once I uh, you know got got filled out, I can't you know oh, can't know. can't not play for too long. I tried. But, to, uh, I've tried to quit like yeah. a bunch of times. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know it just never. I've never been able to work it out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, but it, it was a uh, it was cool. So. During that time, I was, you know, freelancing, you know, just taking right. taking gigs. And uh, Derek yeah. was uh, started teaching at the uh, music center. Right. And uh, I had heard about him, and I heard him downstairs playing. I was like, good Lord, this uh, dude is yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he had heard about me. And I think uh, one day, I don't know exactly how it... Uh, God, we we kind of talked and you know we we're both in the jazz right. and stuff so we we're talking and uh, he started playing one day in the uh, in the music center just playing the jazz tune I sat out on a drum oh, set yeah. in there and, and started playing with him so we were uh, we were just you know it kind of locked in well, it was I mean, like, cool. you know I, I did him and he did a really good interview yeah right? and you know I was asking who who was playing with and he I he said to me you know he's saying well why I'm playing with the people that I'm playing with is because they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so, you know, it's like, yeah. well, okay. Oh, I mean, it's, it's good when, when the people you're playing with think you're the best. You know? Oh, man, that, that that's a lot, you know, that's a huge compliment coming from him because he, you know, I really yeah. respect He's a fine Derek, musician. You know, yes, and, and, and playing with him, I've grown more in the, two, in the year and a half that I played with him than I have in any other situation because I'm like, man, you don't want to suck with somebody like that, you know? And that's what he told <laughs> me. Like, you know? He told me that's how he he got to where he is is yeah. when he was in Atlanta. Everybody he played with was so much better than him that he just yeah. did not want to suck. Yeah, yeah. So he kept working yeah. harder so he wouldn't suck. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, that, that, there is something yeah, to that. for sure, for sure. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of fuzzy. I don't know. I mean... Derek was wanting to do something, if I remember correctly, he was wanting to do something that he wanted to do. You know, right. he was playing with all these yeah, different he's been people. A, he's been a, yeah. a, a high so, yeah, yeah, much, yeah. you know. And, and, and do the jazz thing. Right. And that was this like lightning struck again, you know, because that's how Melodious Earth formed. Right. And then, you know, now he was wanting to do the jazz thing. And, and we got a gig, or he got a gig at uh, Newgrass. Day after Thanksgiving, I think it was 2017, and uh, he's like, "Man, 
I got this gig at Newgrass, man. Uh, you know a bass player that can play jazz? So then I recommended my Rock. buddy John from, yeah. uh, and, and we did that, and uh, it was cool. Yeah. People really enjoyed they, it. They did. I mean, and yeah, y'all made a big, big impact fast. I mean, it was yeah. like, because it, there again, it's something different that you're not hearing here. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And and you're doing it good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would also probably if you weren't doing it very well, it probably wouldn't have the impact it's had. You know? Oh man. So I mean, but, you guys are you guys are really on to something, aren't you? Oh man, I appreciate it because it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably having more fun now than. That's good. Than I ever, not saying that I wasn't having fun, right. but I mean, it's just, you know, I'm loving the people I'm playing with. I'm loving the music that I'm playing. So I mean, it's uh, but yeah, I did that, and we started playing, uh, for a while. Then I. I was freelancing right. big time. I played with everybody. I mean, I did, uh, you know, almost hit a hundred shows uh, last year with it. And, uh, you know, and and I, I started playing with Rick, you know, Rick. Yeah, yeah, how that started, come about? Yeah. Well, he, uh, he wanted, when I was playing with Southern Experience, he came in and he helped out right. guitar players right. a little bit. And he heard me playing and, uh, Knew I had a little studio up at, at Shelby Music Center, and he was wanting me to uh, record some stuff with him because I, I I'm a I love recording drums right. and stuff yeah. like that. And I, it, that's truth, the truth be told, yeah, that's the hardest thing oh, to man. record and make sound good. Yeah, so many anything. mics, yeah, so yeah. many mics, and you have all those phasing issues and stuff. Yep. But uh, yeah, I, I, to be honest, if I could record all day drums. That's what I really love to do. You oh, know, really? I, lo I love sitting there and, and, and nerding out, getting drum sounds and, and, and stuff like that. That's probably my favorite single thing in the music to do. But anyway, he uh, he wanted to know if I could, you know, record some drums. So he came and we recorded. And it, it worked out, man. I started hanging out with Rick and he uh, he's a wealth of knowledge. Oh, he yeah. is? With he's his, a big part of Cleveland yeah, County music yeah, history. I mean, yeah, and he, uh, you know, he he did a lot of recording in Atlanta. He used to go back and forth yeah. recording in Atlanta. So I learned a bunch from him about recording. I mean, we just started hanging out for a while, and I'd go over his house every week, and and he'd show me some stuff about music theory and and right. recording right. and stuff. And uh, he's like, man, we should uh. We should start doing a CD. So we start working on CD. He original songs he recorded. And we and it's it's about to come out here not too long. But oh, anyway, yeah. and we were working songs together. It's like man, this would be cool. You know, we can we can you know do a band and, and right. you know record this stuff and uh, kind of fell it into place. You know, right. I, that same time I was talking with a leak. Yeah, and. Uh, he, uh, I hooked him up with Rick because he was wanting to get better on guitar. Right. So and yeah, Rick talked, yeah. and uh, he was like, "Man, Alik's a great singer, guitar. You know, I play guitar. Right. You can play drums. All we need is a bass player." Yeah. And uh, and Alik knew a bass player name is uh, his name is Tim Rakes, and uh, great bass player. And I mean, it just kind of fell into place. What's the name of this band? It's called Turbulent Society. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you gotta plug them, you know, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, so 
started doing that and uh playing playing gigs with that so then that's uh Derek McCoy trio turbulent society and then I got a call randomly out of the blue from a guy said uh John Reed gave me your uh gave me your number <laughs> for those of you who don't know John Reed is the uh owner of Shelby Music Center yes, he is. and uh they said you know that uh that you know you play drums and I wanted to uh see if you wanted to play drums with us and I you know I never say no to anything right you know, just because, uh, I know, yeah, they, you, you know, I, I don't, don't and know so, sometimes, don't yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of good things have happened, uh, as a result of, of doing that. And then, you know, a lot of crappy things, you know, yeah, you, you, yeah. you just get, but, but, you know, you, you, I never say no until, you know, unless, you know, if it turns out bad, then I'll say no after yeah. that, oh, but, yeah. but, you oh, know, right. but, uh, but it turned out it's been really it was really a cool thing. It's, uh, we've formed a band called Not Just Blues, and it's a it's a blues band, and uh, see ya. All right, but uh, yeah, we formed a blues band, and it, it's funny. I, I started playing with them uh, about a year ago, but it took about nine months or so before we got our first gig. Mainly due to my schedule, oh, yeah, because you're busy working with everybody. Yeah, yeah, because they're yeah. like, can, can, now can you play this gig? Can you play? It's like, oh, sorry guys, I'm already booked all that day. So I mean, it took about a, a, a good nine months before we could even schedule something. Right. But uh, and we just started playing. Now starting back, I think our first gig was back in March, and uh, so yeah, those are the. I don't see how you get it all done. Oh man. It's a good thing, though. It, it is. It's, it's better it's to have lesson. too much work than not enough. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. For sure. Oh, um, all right. Well, I do appreciate you taking the time to do yeah. this, and I hope to get back and do this again with you sometime. Oh, man, for sure, man. I appreciate guest. you thinking of Thank me, you. man. Awesome. Finishing our show up today with the Derek McCoy Trio featuring a drum solo by Nikhail Wallace. <laughs>